Good evening, Rabbi The learning of tonight is sponsored by the Lang family. Yerosin, the source of our learning, should be a source for him and his family. Should be and he should be gebenched with a shana Learning tonight should also be a source for Shlomo from Miriam Beilabas and Chama Vaseich So last week we finished off right in the beginning of Parak Yud. We'll start again briefly from the beginning of Parak Yud, and we're really beginning a new story. The we're beginning a story of really the last major external battles that we're going to learn about David Amel fighting, and this really cements his role as the regional superpower. And it begins in an unusual fashion. So the Pasik tells us, His son, Chonon, becomes the king in front of instead of Nachash. We learned about Nachash, very rotten fellow. And uh, his son, Chonon, becomes the king. Now David has a korosatayv to the Melech Amay, who had protected his family, according to Chazal, or at least his surviving brother. We saw that he didn't do it out of the goodness of his heart. He did it to get at Shaul. He was Shaul's enemy. But be it as that may, David HaMelech felt I want to do chesed with Chonon, the son of Nochesh, just like his father Nochesh and Chos chesed with me. So David sends to this guy is a king, the Melch Amin, the Yevo Avdi Dovid Eretz Bnei Amin. And we discussed last week, Chazal find fault in this that if it says, like Sidra Shleimam, Dovid Amel should not have been going out of his way, even though there is room on a personal level to show our Karasatayv, even to Amin Amoyev and to all these nations. Still, as the king, there was fault found in Dovid Amel for going to seek out to do Chesed with the Melch Amin. And in fact, Chazal say that the Sari B'nai Amin were suspicious. David HaMelech is a tzaddik, what's he doing? It's not like it says in the Torah, and they suspected ulterior motives. V'yemru Sari B'nai Amin, O'chonon Adineim, Ha-mechavet, David HaSavicha B'inecha, David's being mechavet you, he never came and your father was alive, it's a bluff. Kishilach loch menachemim, haloi ba'avur ha-koyr esayir v'leraglo. David HaMelech sent spies. It's a pretext for them to come to the city. V'lohofcha, he sent them to spy out the territory. <coughs> so Chanun buys into what his advisors tell him. Vayikach, and this is where we got up to last week, Vayikach Chanun is Abde David, and he decides to humiliate them. Interesting, he doesn't kill them, but he humiliates them in the most terrible fashion. What does he do? He shaves off half their beard. He cuts off half their clothing up until the Makim Ha'erva. Rashi says it's the Agavis. Other Farshim learns Shasisa's Malashin. It's the Lashin of Ha'erva. But either way, cuts their begotten in the most terrible, humiliating fashion. And he sends them away. You can imagine the terrible busha of these people. They look mamish like clowns. Half their body is normal, beard and everything, and the clothing, and the other half, they're totally exposed in the vuzah. Why did he do such a strange way of punishing them? So Bob Benel says something interesting. He says that 
I don't know. On the one hand, you know, they, they came to Menachemi, which is a nice thing. On the other hand, I suspect that there's ulterior motives. So he decided to, you know, like, like, like Shleva Melech, cut the baby in half. We cut them. Half the body left whole, and half of it he wanted to be uh, mevazadim. Oh. Now, also, the Rem is maybe there's an Indian, he was to show that the Yisrael is not willing to be mischatim with them. But be it as that may, he was mevazadim them terribly. Ve'yagidu l'david, ve'yishlach l'krosam. David hears that this terrible busha happened, these people are embarrassed to come. Now the clothing, you can misad, they'll get hold of some clothing. But the big problem is the beards, they look mamish funny. They're terribly embarrassing. Come back to your shalim. The Emir Amelach, the king, told them only eitzes shavu biyerechay ad yitzmach ziknechem. Stay in yerechay until your beards grow back. V'shavdim, then you can come home. Frekter adak. It was a much simpler eitzah. You have to wait a few weeks. Cut off the other half. So Frekter adak. V'lo omel legaleich achati acher. Ki lo yhoyem in hagem legaleich azaki. No one cut off their beards. That would look even funnier. Vafiud misferayim, el asafim levadim, katan asas should be too long. El and came should serve evil, kamisha omar. This pasuk in Yirmiyah, the galchi zokin kri begadim, the cherpehi giulach zokin. So shemendus bush should have your beard cut off. Ay, there are dark bavarans. Apparently, in his days already, there are a lot of people who were shaved. El shenagu came beilu haratzis and chutz laaretz we do it. Asher anach nusham. Shehem artes harelim, because that's where the goyim live. But by Emes, we, 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 it's, it's a busha for you to not have his beard. So he doesn't seem to say anything about halacha. What? He doesn't say halacha is a different story. The halacha is giluach keim tares. That's a whole I'm different story. He's, he's, he's talking in the. He's talking in what was just posh and embarrassing. Right, but I'm saying he obviously doesn't. He passes okay. Because otherwise, the reason they didn't shave is because they weren't allowed. No, misperai. They can cut it with the scissors down to being just stubble. Then take ah. a day or two until it grows back to stubble. Right from the fact that it sounds like it took a while for the beards to grow back, they also didn't go with trim beards because that also that takes a week or two. Uh, so now David chose them to stay in Yerichay. Why Yerichay? So it could be that they stayed in Yerichay because that was uh, not a built-up place. Yerichay, there was a kolah, not to build up Yerichay. You know, Yerichay was only built, built up much later in the days of Leo and Avi. So maybe that's why they were in Yerichay. But there's another chesh why they were in Yerichai, which really leads to the next Pasik, which is the Yerichai is in the border of, right, we know Yerichai is in the border of Jordan, right? The capital city of Jordan is Amman, Jordan, right? Which is Rabat B'nei Amoin, is the way it's called Mechumish, Rabbas B'nei Amoin, and that's Ali Yemazet, it's Rabat Amon, is really the way it's Arabic, it's the exact same city, it's right there. And they stayed there, and he left them in a place that the Bnei Amin should realize what they did and how upset David was. He didn't just, you know, quietly, you know, put them in a secret location. They were there, so the Bnei Amin should have how angry David was. So Vayiru Bnei Amin, the next pasuk, he nivashu David that David was that they had become disgusting. The eyes of David, David was fuming at them, and they became frightened. Not sure what the chesed was originally, but you start up with the superpower, you have a problem. And Amin was very weak. They they couldn't fight David on their own. So Vayishlechu b'nei Amoin. So Amoin turned quickly to hire mercenaries. Vayiskirus Aram beis Rechayiv, beis Aram Tzoiva, 
Esrim Elif Ragli. They hired, now, the area of today's Syria is Aram, but there's Aram Maraim, Aram Seva, Aram. There's all these different Arams, and he hired Aram Beis Reichav and Aram Tseva, 20,000 foot soldiers, Asmelech Ma'acha, Elif Ish, the Ishtoi, Shneim Asr Elif Ish, and Ishtoi, another 12,000. So he hires this large mercenary army. Vayishma David, David hears that there's this large army of Syrian these were powerful soldiers coming to fight against him. David sends Yoyav and all of the army, the Gibayim, all of his trained warriors. Now, it's interesting, why didn't David go out to battle? So I saw one of the Mepharshim said that could be David didn't want to give the covet to Bnei Amin that, that, that David has to come and reckon with them. David Badafka didn't go out. This battle still, we'll see there's going to be a more significant battle after this. But this battle, David sent just mainly his trained warriors, and he himself didn't go. Were they looking to fight? Or were they just looking to defend? No, you don't hire mercenaries to stand there on guard. They're coming to him to fight. And we'll see from the Hemshech HaPsukim, there was a danger to that Israel. Vayetzu b'nei Amoin v'yarchu mulchomo Pesach HaShar. So, they had these mercenaries... Where were they? All the mercenaries, all this, these 20-something thousand soldiers, they're out in the fields. And they're camped out near the city. And B'nai Amoin come to fight as well. But the B'nai Amoin, they don't want to... They're very weak. They're very scared. They don't want to leave their fortified city. They don't want to stay way too far away from the fortified city. You know, like when you pay tag and there's a kid who stays like two inches from the base and he never gets caught. So they, they want it to be right near their walled city, so if they see things turn against them, they can quickly run back to the city and lock the gates. So you have, on the one side, you have the Bnei Amin near their city, and the other side, you have all these Syrian-trained, armed mercenary soldiers, and Yoyov, the general, and the Jewish army is in between. He's surrounded on both sides. <coughs> All the choice soldiers of Klal Yisrael. And those soldiers he went towards Aram, and he sent his best soldiers to go fight with Aram. This Yeser Ha'om, and the rest of the soldiers, Nosem Biyad, Avishai Ochiv, his brother, Yoyo's brother, Avishai, Ve'yareich Likras Bnei Amin, and they set themselves up in battle formation facing Bnei Amin. Now the Mepharshim explained that the, why Yayev took all the best soldiers himself, he gives his brother all the Shracha soldiers. So he says that they weren't really worried about an attack from Amin. Amin was weak. They were hanging out near their gate. They were just, you know, sort of there to show some force. The Iker battle of Adar was against the Syrian soldiers, against the Aram. But there's always a danger. You fight on one side, the soldiers behind you, they can attack. So Avishai was given the lower grade soldiers to just set up a rear guard to make sure they're not attacked from the back. And the Iker battle is going to take place between Yoyov and the soldiers of Aram. And Yoyov told his brother, If Aram will prove stronger than me, then you'll come to help me. You'll take all your soldiers and help fight with me. If you suddenly get attacked from the Amin, then I'll send some soldiers to protect you. 
And then he says a very famous Pasik, Chazak Vinishazek Ba'ad Amenu Ba'ad Oreli Kenu. You have to mechazik, you're fighting for Klaal Yisrael, you're fighting for the cities of Eretz Yisrael, they shouldn't get wiped out by the Goyim. And you need chizik, the Gemara says, we see from over here, Gemara says, Arbod, Vorm, Suichim, Chizik. And one of them is you have to mechazik Muhammad, but any, anything you're doing, Malach Tishal Adam needs chizik. Chazak Vinishazek. They're back to back, they're facing the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. And then he finishes off, Hashem, Ya'asa HaTayv Be'enav. And Yoyev says, you see, the God will say, Yoyev, Yoyev says, listen, we're going to fight. We have to fight as hard as we could. But ultimately, we know that HaKadosh Baruch will do us ultimately good. And this is such an important Nakuda to realize. With all the Chazak V'Niz Chazek that we put in all our Ashtadlis and everything we do, to realize that, yes, we have to do the most that we can. And Varm Tzuchim Chizek. But to realize at the end of the day, the results, we don't know what's best for us. The, the best results is... Hashem atayv be'inav yasa, yasa atayv be'inav. The Chaimus Anoch and Chidov here brings down from Rabbeinu Menoyach. I guess Mishnah brings it that at the Gemar Hatfila, which is very negev for Yom Neirom, the persons of Spal, we don't really know what we, what's best for us. Should be Gemar Hatfila also shall Adam shall me Hashem Yemer Hatayv be'inach ase. Because Baruch Hu ultimately you do what's best in your eyes. We don't know what we're asking for is the right thing. I don't know what's truly true. What's truly toiv? What's really good for me? Battle begins. Aram is quickly defeated and runs away from Yoyev. When Amin sees that their hired warriors are chased away, so very quickly they turn around and run away from Avishai, and they come to the city. So Yoyev leaves them bottled up in the city, comes back to Yishalayim. Now Aram got involved in this for money. But now they see Kinigaf of Israel. And now this is already a problem because if Kalisol overpowered their ba- their their armies, now they're gonna end up being subservient to Kalisol. They this is they, they gotta fight for their lives now. They and they gather together. He brings much more soldiers this time. The mighty general Shavach, he was as tall as a as a dove dove or another pshat, pshat. It's in the VM says, anybody who saw him, your gut spilled from Pachat, was a terribly scary warrior. And they came out to fight. Now, David hears that all these mighty warriors came out, so now David has to come to battle, and now the Yesaf has called Yisrael, it means all of Kali Yisrael to go out to fight. They come to Chiloma, they Yarchu Arom across David by Yulchum Lima. And this massive battle now takes place between all the mighty forces of Arom, thousands and thousands of chariots. And the Yom tells us there's thousands of chariots. It was a massive army. And again, Akalish Baruch gives them all over into David's hands. Vayonas Arom at Yisrael. Arom runs away from Chal Yisrael. The Yaharik David me Arom Sheva Meis Rechev Varbom Elf Proshim. David kills seven thousand chariots 
and 40,000 horseback riders, cavalrymen, and in the very Yom it says how many foot soldiers he killed, and other types of chariots, a tremendous army was defeated. They killed Shevach as well. So David has this mass victory, and the victory is so complete. All of the kings of Aram, all servants of Adadezer, subservient of Adadezer, they all saw King Nigful of Ne Yisrael, that they had been defeated twice by Klal Yisrael. And they all decided they have to make peace with Klal Yisrael. They served Klal Yisrael, I mean, they became tributaries, and they paid tribute to Klal Yisrael. And Aram was definitely afraid to ever try and come help Amin again. So, Aram is defeated. David is now undisputed regional superpower. The riches of Amin, we'll see, is that Amin did not sue for peace. Maybe they thought that there was no chance. Amin is still going to fight. But they're pretty much a hopeless cause. They couldn't fight alone. They needed Aram, and Aram now gave it. And this brings an end to Parakyud. Now we're going to begin Parakyud Aleph, which begins one of the most difficult stories to learn all of Tanakh, the story of Dovin and Bathsheba. The story begins, really a continuation of what we just saw. It was once again a year later. It was the time periods that Kings go out to battle, right? We know we see in our we see in our daily lives now, right? Daily lives, we see in the news that you know there's a fighting season in Ukraine, right? They you know, don't fight; they fight. They can fight in the summer or maybe in the middle of the winter, and everything's frozen. So there's a time to fight. As she says, because you know in those days they didn't have the same kind of supply lines, so you wanted to go out when there was food out in the fields and there was grass for the horses, and you didn't have to bring along food for the horses. So. As she says, that when the fields are full, and this is the time period to go out to war. And Farshim also pointed out that this was the chesed of David Amin, even though they had done Ra and they hired warriors, he gave them some time. Maybe they'll, Ulai, they'll come to the senses and sue for peace. He gave them a year, they didn't, and now David sends his armies out to go and fight with them. And they besieged the capital city, Amman, Jordan. So this is the beginning of all the problems, is the fact that David stayed in Yushalayim. And Menchikitanag rather says that David stayed in Yushalayim with the Siba Teva. He stayed in Yushalayim because... He wanted to be misspelled for the Hatzlacha. And without David's Hatzfilus and learning, there wouldn't be Hatzlacha for the army. So David was really contributing his, his part by staying and learning in Davin. Lumaisa Chazal find fault, Farshim find fault with David. And obviously, be very careful. We're talking about David and Melch Yisrael. We're talking about one of the four Ragley of the Merkava of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But David, the female was a mistake. The Malvin says that it was a mistake because some Chazal that he stayed behind and we'll see that David was living a comfortable, luxurious lifestyle which was again a mistake at the time when his soldiers were out at war and this type of Mahal at a time when a person is supposed to have 
a serious mindset, and a person who's living a luxurious, happy lifestyle at that time leads to mistakes, leads to terrible mistakes. Is he, is he in Yerushalayim all this time? I mean, what? Where, where was the movie until? Yerushalayim. It was Yerushalayim, right? Yeah, yeah. A while ago. I think. Yeah, yeah, he captured Yerushalayim already a while ago. Oh. Now, before we begin the story, it's Pashat Kedai for us to just be misplaying a little bit. Kipshutai the Maisa is that David is Bol and Eshesish, which is almost impossible for us to understand. David Melchus Shel, she Bol and Eshesish. And even Chazal tell us that she wasn't actually technically an Eshesish, and David murders her husband, wasn't technically murder, David was legally entitled to do it. But the whole Maisa is Mechur Adover. We'll see very, very harsh Musa from HaKadosh Baruch to David HaMelech for what he does. And how do we understand the Godel, the Godel Ador, the Godel Adairis should, should fall to such a chet? So we have to appreciate what Chazal tells us. Chazal tells us, first of all, Chazal say, Kol Omer David Chata Eni Elotoy. Now, obviously, David made a mistake, and there's a chet, and David Melech talks about Chatasi, Lenegdi Samir, and Chatasi. But what Chazal means, Kol Omer David Chata, means to understand the story at its simplest level. David was born in Ashes Ish killed her husband, Shalaikadin, it's a toss. It's a toss to mistake to understand the story at its simplest level. But Afal Pikein, it's 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 hard to understand. And Chazal say, the reason that David fell to the story is to create a pathway and to create a ideal of tshuva for Kal Yisrael. So David fell to his chait k'day that to establish her all day is what, what a person could achieve with tshuva. It's a very befitting time of year to begin the story because the story is really a story of tshuva. It's a story of what tshuva could achieve and the importance of tshuva and tshuva, even the worst chatam can be undone by tshuva. Now what does it mean? HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls them to do an averi to do tshuva. It sounds very bizarre. And the Gemara says the same thing about but HaKadosh Baruch wanted to show the Derech HaTshuva. So I saw by, I didn't get a chance, I meant to look at it today, I didn't get a chance, but I saw the Argadal Yo, Midal Yishur, says a very nice Machshav. He says that we know that ultimately HaKadosh Baruch controls everything. We have Bechir. But our Bechir, he brings some Chavis Olvavis, is what we want to do. Even the outcome, when we have Bechira, is not really Yodain, our Kaddish Baruch controls the outcomes. We, can, we make choices and our Kaddish Baruch controls what happens. And he says that our Kaddish Baruch would not have allowed a tzaddik like David or to fall to such a terrible Aveira. There would have been a Siyatah Deshmai to prevent Aveira from happening. And the reason our Kaddish Baruch didn't prevent it from happening is because HaKadosh Baruch wanted to be moikim the il hachuva to show the derech hachuva to Klal Yisrael. Why did David deserve that? So David made a mistake, kafim adrigosay, which therefore HaKadosh Baruch allowed this terrible string of events to take place. But to appreciate that really this is here to teach us about tshuva. Chazal also tell us that David HaMelech made a mistake. What was his mistake? Not the mistake of being bol eishasish. A person should never bring himself to a situation of an asayim. He ended up falling. 
He wanted to know what should say, Elikei David. Why don't we say Elikei David? Omar, Sakosh Brochma answered, Inu Minasuli. They were tested. Va'atlaim Insusli, you weren't tested. Omalafona, Verbainishaloyla. Bechaneni, Venaseni, test me, Shinema, Prosecutor Bechaneni, Hashem, Venaseni. So Hashem said, I'm going to test you. And I'm going to test you. I'll make it easy for you. I'm going to let you know in advance. It's going to be a test in Yoni Erva. I didn't do that. The others didn't know in advance where the test would be. And Afal Pike Miyad Dovid was Nisha. Because I'll also say that David thought he could outsmart the Tahar for Arias. The Gemara says he was Mahapach Mishkove, that he was with his wives, Beheter, an extra time during the day to temper the Tahar. The Gemara says it's not how it works. David forgot that Aver Kotam Yesh Ba'odam as Biyayrov, that other Abba. When you, this Yetzer, the more you feed it, the more it wants. Ma'arivay Sava, the way to fight against the Yetzer of Arayis is to stay away from it, not to, to give in to a wife in heaven. So what was, what happened? What does that mean that you, David, you weren't tested? His whole life was a test. Every. ハミ、ダブルボスタスンだ、ライ。ハミだ、ボスタスタスタンのニオニエーヴァ、ライ。ツツクエスチョンス。ストーリーダビカイオスタ。ボスオスルヘラトゥトゥセルンレヴォルタ
Vayishlach David, Vayidrash Leisha, David sends to find out about this woman. Vayomer Haloyzois, Basheva Bas Elam, Eishas Uriachit. This is Basheva, the wife of Elam, the wife of Uriachit. What is David sending to find out? So, if you learn Pashib Shat, he was sending to find out who she is. And we want to know, and he found out that she said she took her anyway, and she just said to take her. The Chazal understand that she was not married. Well, how is she not married? It says she was Aishas or Yachiti. We'll see in the Hemshech story she had a husband. So Chazal tell us that all the soldiers in the army of David used to write a get to their wife before they went out to battle, so that if they fell in battle, they would not, their, their wife wouldn't be in Aguna, right? And, you know, the Israeli army has an arrangement that they don't write a get. They authorize the Bez and Yishalayim to write a get if they don't come back from battle. But in those days, they actually wrote a get and then they would get remarried. That's one shot in the Rishayim. The other shot in the Rishayim was a get of Tanai. A get on condition. If I don't come back from battle. So Dovid Amel sent messages to find out is she an Ashish or not? And she found, he found out that no, there was a get. Now, it's still not right. Obviously, everyone gave some getting to their wives. They didn't expect their wives to go get married. But technically, there was, she was not an Ashish. Now, very interesting. Who is Basheva is the daughter of Elam, right? Her husband, Uriachiti, is one of the soldiers in David's army. He wasn't actually a Chiti, he was a Yid. But he came, either he was Shtam from Geirim from Eretzchais, or he, was, he had lived in Eretzchais. But what was, who was her grandfather? We know that she is Basheva, the daughter of Elam. Who's Elam? So Elam is the son of Achitaifel. Achitaifel was one of David's main advisors, a person who the Pasuk says his advice was like the advice of HaKadosh Baruch himself. And it's very important to remember this as the story continues. We'll see Achitaifel takes a major part in the rebellion against David that very much what spurred this is that Basheva was, the, was his granddaughter. And David now takes Basheva as a wife. Now the fact that she was the granddaughter of Achitaifel, some of us should point out, makes it zikr that she was actually had a get because Achitaifel was the head of David's advisors and came up with this whole idea of giving the get and Zichir made sure his own granddaughter had a get. It's also interesting age-wise because I'll point out that we know Achitaifel died very young. It's his granddaughter. She was obviously extremely young, Basheva. She was mamish in her, uh, she was, you know, under Bas Mitzvah for sure. Umar brings a ride from here that very young girls could technically have, could have children. But David finds out that this is Basheva. She's at least, according to Chazal, she's not technically an Ashish Ish. And now David will send messengers to bring Basheva to him, but we're going to have to wait for next week, Bez Hashem, to see that. Okay,